Anson, if you spell this word correctly, we will declare you and Sriram co-champions. Furioton. Get the letters out there. Okay, f f whatever. <laughs> <laughs> However you say it, just spell it. F E U I L L E T O N. Correct. Wow, doesn't that bring back some memories from B Week, which is so close now I can just about feel it. Welcome into the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast. I'm Paul Leffler, one-time National Spelling Bee finalist and now TV commentator for the live broadcast of The Bee. Kid contestants train like professionals. They perform under pressure and they even handle the post-match interviews with poise. So we produce this special podcast series where we're talking to people who have a passion for words. Young spellers, like our favorite exuberant speller, Jacob Williamson. Make sure you hear that episode. Kabaragoya, I know it! And we'll also be hearing from announcers, authors, and today, another champion in the world of words who also happens to be one of my friends since we were kids. Hi, Paul. I'm uh, Dan Thayer. I'm a musician living in San Francisco, and I am the uh, six-time champion of the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. Six-time reigning champion of the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. So you are a dominating force. Let's talk a little bit about the crossword competition. So some people maybe have never even heard of the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament before. For the uninitiated, how would you describe what that experience is like? There's uh, 600 people sitting in a ballroom at long tables, and uh, they say, on your mark, get set, go. Everybody turns over their paper and solves as fast as they can. There are seven puzzles. They vary in size and difficulty. And the top three compete head-to-head -head in a final round we're solving sort of giant crossword puzzles, holding in your, you know, holding in my hand the list of clues and using a, a dry erase marker to write it in so that everybody can see. And we're also wearing noise-canceling headphones with white noise piped in so that there can be commentators talking about it. You get more points the faster you do it. And if you make a mistake, have an error, or leave a blank square, which is a, a common boo-boo, then uh, you lose a lot of points for that. So they sort of tally up the points for each puzzle. There's another name, though, that uh, was kind of dethroned once you came on the scene. Tyler Hinman, five-time champion, but he hasn't won it since uh, you started your string of victories. Can you tell us about that first year where he was the reigning champ, he was this immovable force, and he met your unstoppable object? <laughs> um, yeah, the first year that I won... Uh, Tyler was finished fourth and didn't make the finals. And so that was kind of a relief to me. But since then, um, I've beaten him five times in a row. This year, I beat him by exactly one second. It was extremely close and exciting. Well, and people come from all over the place. Uh, my, you know, my nemesis, Tyler, lives in San Francisco also. And there you did it. You described him as your nemesis. So if, if you guys are walking down Market Street in opposite directions and your eyes catch each other? Do you do the, the Seinfeld, hello, Tyler? Hello, Jerry. Hello, Newman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might say, hello, fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I mean, he's he's the best. Also, he's hasn't made a mistake in a tournament puzzle in eleven years or something like that. He's got a ridiculous record of just being a machine. To come down to one second between you and Tyler, what what were those tense moments like for you? Turn up the bass. Well, they were not tense to us because neither of us had any idea that's what happened until it was over. As I finished, I took a few extra seconds to look over the board, and then I raised my hand and turned around, which is how you say you're finished. And then I saw Tyler spin around really fast and do the same thing, and then he, you know, let out a kind of a cry because he saw that I had just turned around right before he did. He was just... <laughs> disappointed and kind of laid down and and uh, and I was just standing there stunned because I couldn't believe that I had almost blown it by staring at my puzzle when I was finished instead of actually just submitting it. Wow. It was one of the most exciting finals that ever, anyone had ever seen. They're not usually quite that close. So would you say Tyler Hinman is your Apollo Creed? Um, I, I guess so. We're 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 Rocky and Apollo friends. I don't remember how it, how it went. And that movie's uh, came out longer ago than uh, than you and I met. And that was at a uh, Johns Hopkins uh, Center for Talented Youth camp. Was that in Redlands? Is that where we were? I think it was Redlands. Yeah, and we were taking a logic class, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mathematical logic. I remember that, and I know uh, you and I hit it off, and we talked Giants and 49ers and Warriors. Now I'm going to ask you to spell Sharunas Marshalonis in a minute. Um, but, oh, uh, it's been... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Marshalonis digging. I think our favorite pastime back then was, uh, or at least mine maybe, was bad Saturday Night Live impressions. Is that about right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. We were, <laughs> I was always doing Wayne's World and... It's Friday, it's 10.30, it's time to party. I'm your excellent host, Wayne Campbell. With me, as always, is Garth. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Okay. You have a, a blog with a very interesting name. Yes. Um, well, I called it not a blog because I never intended to actually blog, and I still haven't really much. It started out as a place for me to keep track of my crossword-solving times every day the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, um, the Washington Post have puzzles, and then there's some weekly puzzles, Wall Street Journal. People, you know, would share, compare their times every day um, as a little mini tournament you can sort of compare with your, your peers, yeah, for the dozen or so people who are, who are interested in those things. <laughs> well, if they are, they notice that these are, you know, New York Times and LA Times crosswords, as you said, and you're knocking most of those out in under two minutes. Is that some kind of superpower? Or is it something that uh, the actual mortal human being can actually acquire with a little hard work? Uh, both. Um, it's definitely a learned skill. I mean, I say that I've done more crosswords than anybody in the world. If I was doing 20 or 25 puzzles a day, um, I mean, that would be maybe an hour or so of time because they would take three minutes each. Um, the more puzzles you do, the better you get at it. You know, listening to all this, I think I finally figured it out. I'm trying to come up with the athletic equivalent of this mental competition. 
And I, I think that your performance at the crossword tournaments is the mental equivalent or the intellectual equivalent of American Ninja Warrior. It's a place no American has ever been. The top of Mount Midoriyama, the world's toughest obstacle course. This is about as big a competition as there is anywhere. You got to be fast, but you got to be perfect in the end, right? And and that's what you're just telling us that uh, you need that perfection to be in the discussion, and then you have to be perfect and faster than everyone else who's perfect. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you are the American crossword ninja, so make sure you put that on your business card now. <laughs> Glory awaits on American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, baby! I'm not sure exactly why I was able to get so good. Spelling is very important. You can't ever think about how to spell something when you're writing it in. You were in the Scripps National Spelling Bee back in 1991. Do you remember what the word was that got you? Yes. uh, That's the only one I remember is the one I missed, was panegyric. How do you spell it? It is P-A-N-E-G-Y-R-I-C. And uh, I believe I went with P-A-N-A-G-Y-R-I-C. And you've never forgotten it since. I have not. I, I mean, I've seen it in the wild since then, but uh, <laughs> I uh, had never heard it before, and my uh, I had taken some Latin, so I was much better with Latin roots than with Greek. So once I heard it was Greek, I panicked a little bit, I think, and just made a guess. But boy, that's a long time ago, and it's amazing to see what you've accomplished, and it's really exciting uh, to remember that uh, we were pen pals back in the day after the time we spent it... Uh, logic class together out in Redlands. It was so exciting for me when I turned on the B one year and there's Paul Leffler uh, talking about uh, word roots and strategies and <laughs> Greek and Latin. You mentioned that you watch the Spelling Bee on uh, television. What do you get out of it? Why do you tune in every year to watch the Scripps National Spelling Bee? Uh, other than to see you, um, <laughs> yeah, it's such an interesting uh, little slice of life. Uh, you get uh, you get to know these kids and you get to have your favorites. You get the excitement of a sporting event and the intellectual thrill of a little quiz. The best of both worlds. Dan Fayer is a composer and music director in San Francisco and the six-time defending champion of the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. His website, where you can find his insanely fast daily completion times, is dandoesnotblog.blogspot.com. He can be such a contrarian. Just for old time's sake, why don't you spell Sharunas Marshallonis? All right. Sharunas Marshallonis. I know it's S-A-R-U-N-A-S, but then the hard part is the surname. M-A-R-C-I-U-L-I-O-N-I-S. The fadeaway! Yes, you can go to Lithuania now. That's You nailed it. That was clutch. Remember, the Scripps National Spelling Bee podcast is a series, so if you missed our first guest, Jacob Williamson, do yourself a favor and listen up. And since this is a pilot, let us know what you think. You can email us, spellingbeepodcast at scripps.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter at spellingbeepod. And our website, spellingbeepodcast.com, redirects to our Tumblr page. 
On our next episode, we're going to meet Sophia Hoffman, who barely missed out on competing in last year's main event after an agonizing 66 rounds and a sudden death spell-off in her District B in Missouri. This year, she's a little older, a little wiser, and she is ready to take her shot at hoisting that trophy. For the Scripps National Spelling Bee Podcast, I'm Paul Leffler, reminding you that whether it's history or science, math, medicine, or geography, you'll be amazed at what you'll learn through a little orthography. Orthography.